the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so when even failures start complaining about failure, that's a really good sign to change the, tra- the trajectory and the direction of feeling. That's exactly what's happening all around this country. You see, 70 days ago is when the backstabbing corporatist lowlife establishment scum Republicans convinced the nation to ignore any kind of stop on loss called the debt ceiling. To ignore it, everything was going to be fine. Well, I got news for you. We're broke again, and they can't hide it, and they're already panicking. And uh, Kevin McCartney, McCarthy, whatever, step and fetch corporatist whore, he's starting to lose a lot of credibility. Not that he should have ever had any. I told my conference, I know tomorrow is a um, Jewish holiday, we'll be out of session, but when we come back, we're not going to leave. We're going to get this done. Nobody wins in a government shutdown. Nobody wins in a government shutdown. I've been here. The American people win in a government shutdown because the bureaucracies of corruption, of misappropriation, of incompetence, patronage, pay-to-play schemes all get shut down. And the American people will demand that. And they will reflect on the numerous times in American history, including the Reagan years, where it was shut down eight times. He was the president for eight years. It was shut down eight times. And there will be voices that will call. It will not be from the moron talking heads on television or the low-life scum Republicans that used to be elected and then became lobbyists. Their voices are echo chambers of failure and corruption, and the, and the American people are sick and tired of it. When they wheel out this weekend at Bernie's facade of a man, and all he does, all he can do, because he's incapable of thought or the ability to have a conversation, is just regurgitate the same gaga. The new economic vision has been labeled by those in the Wall Street Journal and the London Economist and some of the more conservative press as Bidenomics. Well, they didn't mean it as a compliment at first. They laugh at the same spots. You see, this is the only thing this imbecile can say because he doesn't have the ability to have fluid thought or a conversation. So he's been repeating this since before the last time the Republicans were told to write a blank check to these thieving rat scourge and that's exactly what they are and in the meantime if you think joe biden i'm wrong about it then why would a president of the united states say this let me close with this there's a lot more i know we could talk about i wish i had a chance to take all your questions but i'm going to get in real trouble if i do that this is an admission that he's not the you know really you know the, the the nice thing about joe biden being as stupid as he always was before the dementia is that he rats on himself 
He rats on his, himself, his political corruption and all the rest of it. He's been doing it for 50 years. He's nothing more than a traitor and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic. He always has been. And in the meantime, no one is questioning about how he just went to the Middle East and promised to give OPEC countries our money as we're broke again. And they're, gonna, they're already slowing down the oil production. They're already making more money. And then when he's asked about it, he says this. I'm going to get those gas prices down again, I promise you. Thank you. And some moron, mindset of a slave, Democrat apparatchik says thank you. There is no more oil he can release from the strategic reserves that's meant for wartime, which we're really on the precipice of. He emptied us. He did his job of weakening our nation. And somehow this is called Bidenomics. And then the alternative to government fascism, government backdoor nationalization and destruction of our economy is called Bidenomics. And the opposition to it is called what? They should know the choice between Bidenomics and Maganomics. Ooh, did you workshop that, you dimwit? You fraud? Did you workshop it? In the meantime, it's not Maganomics. It's Americanism, it's capitalism, it's property rights, it's a private economy. And that's what they're arguing against. And in the meantime, when you really think about how it goes in these areas, where the Democrats have strongholds, they've destroyed everything. And how have they done it? Because they think the nation accepts the corruption, the conditioned Chicago, New York, New Jersey, California scumbag Democrat has. They think the nation has that. Well, they're wrong. And even some of the Chicagoans, even some of the Illinoisans are getting sick of the obvious theft that is our government. An Illinois government watchdog group says more than 170 people could face prosecution for defrauding the federal Paycheck Protection Program. That's the one that gave out millions of loans for businesses hurt by the COVID pandemic. Most of those loans were subsequently forgiven. But state investigators say the cases referred to law enforcement involve people who took more than $20,000 they weren't legally entitled to. 177 Illinois state workers, 48 Cook County court workers. Workers, 28 school teachers. How many of these thieving rat bastards are we going to pretend are the workforce of the people? You see, what needs to happen is all of these industries, and I mean every single one of them, need to be privatized. And that will only happen after the clarity of a shutdown. So I implore you to demand that this government shuts down, because only when we shut it down can we see exactly how much money is being stolen and hidden in all kinds of scams by the government. For instance, the so-called migrant crisis by sanctuary cities. They're stealing more than half of the money. They're stealing it. And Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson has announced that the city is facing a more than $500 million budget deficit for 2024. Now, $200 million of that, his office attributes to the growing cost of caring for migrants. By the way, I love the look on this so-called teacher's face when he's asked any kind of question. Talk about a deer in the headlights. He looks even stupider than Lori Lightfoot used to. NBC5 Investigates has been working to follow the money in this crisis. Bennett Haberly now joins... Well, the reason I said that, Squirrel, is he has the same costume on she wore. Get it? Joins us now with more on what he's uncovered. Bennett. Marion and Alex, the more migrants who arrive in Chicago, the higher costs to the city. But exactly how that money has been spent has been a harder question to answer. It's my favorite part, Squirrel. What do you say the percentage is that is stolen by Democrat mafia half-ass called employees? The infrastructure. Do you say it's 20%? 30%, Squirrel? Would you say 40? You'd still be wrong.
It's over 50 that they steal to their friends. They now call Chicago home. More than 13,000 migrants who've arrived in the past year and been placed in hotels, police stations, and shelters across the city. This man told our sister station Telemundo Chicago he's been given a good bed and a good life. By the way, Telemundo Chicago, phenomenal weather, girls. I highly recommend watching your weather, which always sucks in Chicago except for about 70 days. If you're going to get bad news, you should get it from a Telemundo girl. While staying at the Inn of Chicago, a shelter that houses 1,500 people. For months, NBC5 Investigates has been asking city agencies for copies of financial records to better understand where the money has flowed to care for migrants. This is absolutely phenomenal. And, 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 and they want you to focus on the migrant. See, and they don't want you to put two and two together. Why? Where is the migrant coming from? Corrupt, socialist, corrupt, gangster-run countries like Venezuela. Which, compared to the city of Chicago, the only difference is Venezuela has better weather and better food. And that's it. While the city continues to withhold many of the records we've requested, we did obtain contracts and a spreadsheet showing since October the city has spent at least $83 million on this crisis. The bulk of that money, more than $56 million, went to favorite staffing. A can- favorite staffing. Now, what are the odds, squirrel? What are the odds favorite staffing not only hires Democrat lobbyists, but used to be Republican lobbyists? I'd be curious. I mean, I don't know. I don't have open secrets open. But I bet you I bet you they spread it around. See, because the way you really ensure a good scam is you have both sides of it managed. Kansas-based company whose employees work at the shelters. In response to our requests, the city has so far provided just two invoices showing how much favorite staffers are being paid. This invoice from the now-closed shelter at Truman College shows a facility manager made $14,000 in one week. A facility manager, Squirrel, made $14,000 in one week. Now, I wonder, Joe Biden, if that Democrat mafia don stops making all the money he's stealing from the people at under 400000 will he pay taxes? We ought to make the tax code more fair, not less fair. That's why I promised that no one making under $400,000. I've never seen that, but no one making under $400,000. You've never seen that. Did he say I've never seen that? You stole more than that in January, you crook. We'll see their federal taxes go up a single penny. Yeah. And the nice thing is, under the Democrat uh, Joe Biden plan, you can write off your crack and whores. It's all a write-off, squirrel. I think it's a, it's a dollar for a dollar. At this high-rich YMCA shelter, an invoice shows a nurse earned more than $20,000 for a week's worth of work. Ooh, that's a good nurse. You better be a good nurse. 20000 for a week. You see, what did, the, what did the company make, Squirrel? Because they stole more than 55% in just costs. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's called Democrat Failed Policies. That same week, the shelter's manager's invoice billed for more than $14,000. These invoices did account for overtime. When we visited that show... Overtime. Oh, there's overtime. Well, you must be in that SEIU. We're the purple people eaters. What did they get, like six times and then 500 times on Saturdays? And if they work on a holiday, well, then forget about it. You see, if only there was an investigative reporter even. You know, like an investigative reporter by some of the big networks out there. Even if they've got hips like an Amish woman. 
with 19 kids. Let's say they call him Chuck Gowdy. We could maybe get Chuck Gowdy, an investigative reporter, in on this. He could expose the Democrat mafia that has been operating since before his hair was gray. What do you think, Squirrel? you think Chuck Gowdy can get in on this? His capital security was being overrun on January 6th, 2021. My Lee, there in the red circle, was in the thick of it. Federal investigators say Lee messaged a friend saying, I climbed the wall and went in. After someone who knew her tipped off the FBI, tonight Lee has been... So, the investigative reporters are investigating a salon worker who was at January 6th. When in the meantime, this entire mafia that has destroyed the great city operates unimpugned right under his fat hips. Right? Is that right? After this week, we were greeted by that same manager who declined to answer our questions and referred us to the city. I'm certainly aware of of the challenges that I inherited, and, you know, this is why I've... Oh, my favorite is that Brandon Johnson, while he's doing this, he's he must be like he, he was in school when they asked him, hey, stupid, where's your homework? I, I, I don't know. I think I inherited a problem. Made it a part of my everyday... The influx of migrants is expected to cost Chicago taxpayers more than $250 million by the end of the year. Costs not lost on other city leaders. We don't have the money to support all of this. During Tuesday's budget... Oh, you know who that genius is? That's apparently an alderman in charge of finance. You can hear how clear of thought he is. Gee, I'm sure it's going to end splendid. Committee meeting, older persons were asked to sign off on another... Older persons? They're all their men. Or you could call them 50 thieves. But you don't call them older persons. $33 million in federal money earmarked for migrant care. This is a drop in the bucket. We definitely need more money. Uh, $250 million. Hey, hey, you, Socrates. $250 million is a drop in the bucket? How much did your ass make before you were in politics? What's your best year, bust out? Uh, and for every dollar that they don't give us, is more money we have to take out of our other funding. Brilliant! We should have no problems at all. You know, it used to be. New York City invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected it. And when the, when the short in the pants mafia was in charge, they said that Illinois made it an art form. Well, now Illinois, really, the downgrade of the, the D students that have destroyed and can't articulate just how much they're stealing, I still think New York might, might do it a little better with a little more, how do you say, cachet? A former New York City Department of Buildings commissioner and some of his associates were arraigned today on charges of bribery and conspiracy. And prosecutors allege he used his position and accepted bribes in exchange for favors and access. CBS 2's Alice Gaynor was in the courtroom. 38-year-old Eric Ehrlich and his co-defendants were led into the courtroom in handcuffs. All pleaded not guilty to charges that include bribery and... Sure, I wasn't there. I didn't do nothing. That money don't have my name on it. In the meantime, as they start to go down in these Democrat sewers, the only way you can really expose it in the federal bureaucracy where they really steal and the numbers have better zeros and more commas is shut that son of a dog down. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. The people are getting sick and tired and fed up. Not all the people, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people in on these scams. And as you hear the numbers, as you see the 
absolute ability to get away with fraud. And by the way, if you're buying this nonsense about Hunter Biden, you really, really need to focus on just kind of the puppet show that is our government. Let me close with this. There's a lot more I know we can talk about. I wish I had a chance to take all your questions, but I'm going to get in real trouble if I do that. Why would the president get in real trouble? Because the bureaucracy wants the scams going. The good news is not everybody in the bureaucracy wants the scams going. There is a handful of absolute fantastic people. Unfortunately, they have been frozen out. And the reason that this particular gentleman is not running for president is something I can't figure out. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal congressman. He's an absolute standout businessman. And he's somebody who refuses to be intimidated. He's Daryl Issa of California. You know who Daryl Issa was before Squirrel? He uh, ran and got involved in politics. He was the CEO of the, you, you probably won't remember, but years ago in the 80s, it was a company that came up with a car alarm. It used to be on the side of your quarter panel. It had a little custom key, and he, he found a way to, to make your car safe in these Democrat sewers because whenever you were around Democrats, it was likely something was going to get stolen. So he built a fortune in the uh, security business, in the aftermarket for cars, sold the company for a tremendous amount of money, and didn't want to sit around. He went into politics to make the world better. And now what he does is expose political whores and the prostitution that is in our politics. Mr. Issa, you're recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Madam Secretary, the, these are never easy hearings, and I appreciate your being here and your a little too polite answering so many important questions. Uh, mine is is typical of, of my history and oversight. Uh, as you know, when you were going through confirmation, you agreed and were granted special privileges for eliminating any conflict of interest stocks. Um, you did not do so uh, in a timely fashion. And as a result, it's reported that 240,520 shares of Proterra were still in your hands until you were questioned by the press and then you sold them. Is that correct? No. I, I, when did I you signed, sell them? I, saw, I sold them within three months of my taking office. After she announced the policy that the government would be investing in Proterra, which is insider steering, policy profiteering from this whore, also a very well-known Democrat named Jennifer Granholm. I uh, told, I signed. And who did you sell them to? It was, I, I have no idea who's, who bought them. Um, Were they sold onto a public market or onto a private no, market? A now, this is very important because he asked her who she sold them to, knowing full well it was not offered to the public. It was not offered to the market. It's a private market. How does that work, squirrel? That means who she sold them to also is a profiteer of corruption. A private market, but handled by a separate entity, so I don't know who they went to. But I can tell you that I signed an ethics agreement uh, when I took on that I had to dis uh, dispose of those shares and resign from the board, uh, which I did before I even took off. She was on the board? Hmm, she was on the board. Then she got into politics, she became the energy secretary, and she steered billions of dollars to the company. Now, that's... What would, they, what would that be called in the real world? I mean, I understand these slip and fall scum lawyers have navigated a legal pathway to bribery called lobbying, but this sounds even worse than lobbying. Office, 
within six months, and I sold within three months. Okay, just one quick follow-up uh, for the record. Um, this was under the uh, Exclusion Act, so there, the $1.6 million reported that you made on it is not taxable at this time. Is that correct? Mm. Uh, I think we just paid um, some significant... I, I, I have to get... If you can answer that for so the record. So she made $1.6 million, and it's not taxable. And Joe Biden's going to tax people that make under 400000 You mean the peasants? Well, the political overlords and the oligarchs steal money and never pay taxes? It's a Democrat world. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. With all of the chaos and the calamity destroying the once great city, the investigative reporters and the FBI, they're more interested in people who protested the most obvious election theft in American history. Arrested and charged with four capital riot misdemeanors. When the think, think about that. <laughs> Four misdemeanors. Ooh. The clash at the Capitol played out. My Lee was a Vietnamese national. Posts show her at Trump rallies in D.C. and Georgia, at the Washington Monument January 6th, and then outside the Capitol as crowds grew angry, and then inside the hallowed halls. Her motivation for taking part in the riot here, according to authorities, explained in this social media post. Written in Vietnamese, she compares the U.S. to her formerly communist homeland. The U.S. a free country under attack by underground forces, she wrote, where protests left... No, no, no. See here, you know, Chuck, you must... I mean, I know you, you signed contracts when they were giving money away and you think you're, you're good at your job, but you must have been a D student. She's comparing the United States as collapsing into a socialist nation that destroys the quality of life. You patriots beaten. The same thing happening in the U.S., she observed. Even after January 6th and following FBI questioning, Lee became a U.S. citizen. This picture with a federal judge in December 2021. Congratulations posted from friends and her stated support for her new American pledge. Former federal prosecutor and chief ABC7 legal analyst Gil Sofer. In theory, her citizenship, her, her naturalization by which she became a citizen could be revoked. When she- What's interesting about this is that what she does, she got here from Vietnam as a young girl, right? She loved the country. She's not even, she hasn't even been here that long. What do you think she does, Squirrel? What do you think she does? You think she's a welfare roach? You think she manipulates Democrat mafia corruption for a job in the state? Are you doing? You think she scams PPP loans? I don't think she does either. She's proud to be an American, so she can't be a Democrat. She was naturalized. She had to assert or attest to the fact that she had good moral character and that she has an attachment to the Constitution, that she would be faithful to the Constitution. The government could seek to revoke her naturalization on the theory that she lied about those qualifications. I'd like to talk to you about January 6th. 
When reached by phone today, Lee said she knew nothing of the criminal case against her despite having been arrested last Friday. She would not respond to questions about her recent naturalization. Lee operates this Aurora nail salon, according to state records. An employee who answered the phone here said she wasn't at work today. So she owns a small business and she employs people. So right there, she's better than the fat-ass Chuck Gowdy and that slip-and-fall Democrat lawyer. She's better than everybody investigating this story or prosecuting her. But most importantly, who is she better than? My Lee has a federal public defender for now. That attorney did not respond to a message left today by the I-team. Next Tuesday, Lee has an initial court hearing by video scheduled with a judge in D.C. That is where all January 6th cases are being heard, numbering now more than 1,100 across the country. She is the 41st person from Illinois charged. She's better than the judge, and she's better than the FBI, who has nothing better to do in the most corrupt country in the, I mean, the, the most corrupt state in the country. And while they steal the money that is supposed to be used for migrants, when they fraud, and when I say they, the Democrat state employees and recipients of contract, Chuck Gowdy, the forever bothering Italians, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, where are you idiots? As for the judges, I know what you are. You're the same as all the other Democrat workers. An Illinois government watchdog group says more than 170 people could face prosecution for defrauding the federal Paycheck Protection Program. That's the one that gave out millions of loans for businesses hurt by the COVID pandemic. See, that, that money was supposed to go to the immigrant who had the salon that pays rent and employs people. Not those morons with that scam called a municipal pension. That's not enough for you. See, that's always been my thing. The real greed squirrel is the communist, the Marxist. The socialists, the Democrat. They want everybody else's money, but they don't want to work for it. Greg in Rogers Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Aggravated, how are you? Sean, great. Listen, I'm really angry because now this idiot new mayor, communist pig, wants to open up taxpayer-funded Chicago-owned grocery stores. Huh. So the city is going to yeah. own grocery stores. I wonder what the workers, if they'll make as much money as the nurse at the migrant center. What do you think they're going to do? Oh, more. And you know, Greg, more. that's the logical that's the logi- logical destination for a city that has spent the government's time protecting perpetrators instead of the honest business people. When the honest businesses leave, then they have what's called food deserts, like they do in the third world ghettos. And that's exactly what happens when you put Democrats in charge of anything. Brian and Gurney... Hey, Sean, I'm aggravated for Hey, what about all the lobbyists that work for Sequoia and they have McCarty in his back pocket? Uh, you know, he, today he comes out and says he's not looking at impeachment now. He just wants to get the evidence and all that. He could, he could, could not even subpoena Hunter Biden. What this, is is an illug- this is an illusion of a Republican Party. And the McCarthy's and the Mitt Romney's and all of the 99% of the Illinois Republicans, in particular for the last 40 years, that made sure the Republicans had no chance. They like the fraud. See, Kevin McCarthy, why didn't he talk about what Daryl Issa was talking about? You've got the energy secretary who made $1.6 million on one, one stock play where she steered property to a company she sat on the board of. And Kevin McCarthy, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll open an inquiry. 
You see the deal? Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, it's an interesting thing. I was telling a story today about uh, uh, an, uh, an immigrant who I, I happen to know a relative of. Brilliant guy. Came here in Q- when Cuba released all the people and they had the dry foot law. Brilliant guy. No education score. You know what he did when he went to Miami? Went to Miami and he worked his ass off. Saved all of his money. And he bought the, the McDonald's, the rights to a McDonald's, in a little bit further out than Miami. Coral Gables, I think it was. Little town. Bought the McDonald's. He worked it. He w- worked it and he was going to buy another one. And he said, you know what? Better than buy a McDonald's. I think I'll buy a McDonald's. I mean, uh, 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 rather than buy a McDonald's, I'll buy a Burger King. So he went five blocks away. He bought a Burger King. Then he bought another Burger King. Then he bought another McDonald's. And it turned out, if you were in like a seven-mile radius, if you bought a hamburger, you bought it from this guy. That's exactly what the mafia did with the Democrats and Republicans. In particular, the Republicans like Kevin McCarthy. See, no matter what side you go to, you're buying it from the same La Cosa Nostra. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I just wish this cast of Banana Republic Third World Theater would be better than these idiots. Although it does have its moments of hilarity, Squirrel. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40% less than those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. Isn't it fun? It's like being an orderly at Villa Scalabrini. They just start screaming, change the channel. Wapner's on in seven minutes. Wapner. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean. I, uh, I've called in. I've said before, I've compared you to Rush. When Rush oh, left... God. Do there was a void, and uh, you have filled it. You have oh, totally God, filled it. Different, I don't deserve different that, baby. Progr- hey, different yeah. program, different way of going about things. But I'll tell you, uh, one thing you do a lot better than Rush, because Rush doesn't have a lot of guests on. Your guests are awesome. That's Honey Bunny, not me. Now- I mean, I, I, listen, brother, I'm going to tell you. I was talking to a friend of mine who I know from, from, uh, I'm a, from many years. And we were talking about that. I said, listen, I, I do it for free. I just love doing it. He goes, well, you, you know, this is what we did. This is what we did our whole lives. We picked out the scam. Mm-hmm. We exposed the criminal. We never bended knee to these fat-ass half-gangsters. Never. All right, go ahead. Well, and, and Miley, when you, that, that's what tripped my trigger. That's why I called. She is following the Constitution better than anybody. Oh. She's a better American than anybody persecuting her. And I would compare January 6th to Tiananmen Square. I know she's in Vietnam, not from China, but you know what? That, that came to mind. It's like, no. What nauseated me. January 6th, same thing. What nauseated me is that phony elitist fraud, that imbecile who pretends to be an investigative reporter. Well, for 50 years, the short-in-the-pants mafia destroyed my city. He's going to do an expose on my Lee, a woman who got here, what, four weeks ago and is, is 10 times better than 900% of the Democrats that vote for the step-and-fetch mafia? And Trump out, he's going to do it. In the meantime, what is it? When did when did uh, 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 what's his name? The, the the big dumb gangster short in the pants. Ed Burke. When did he get pinched? Was it four years ago or five? Mike Madigan. Was it four years ago or five? We still don't have any any no nothing. No trial. Nothing. That's how you know yeah, yeah. the clout runs deep and thick in the sewers. Absolutely. Thank one, you, Chris. Go ahead. One more thing. Got? One more thing. One more thing. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bumper music. 
smiling faces. Perfect. Ah. Sometimes they lie. Just listen to the words, baby. Right, great right. song. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a producer. I like it. Walt, Monster, Indiana. Have you noticed that uh, with all the bad things happening in Libya, thousands of people killed in flooding and so forth, that the one thing leaving out is the fact that Obama created that failed state. When Gaddafi was uh, in charge there, he, he secured his southern borders. He kept people, he kept uh, Muslim extremists out of going into black Africa, and he kept uh, masses of black Africans coming in into Libya to, to uh, end up uh, going to Libya. To the Europe. Well, they had open air slave markets after Hillary Clinton got done celebrating. Yes. What they did to Africa and the amount, you know, do you know there's a big scandal now? I, I, I'm doing some research on it. Do you know that uh, the Pentagon has been lying to Congress about how many military guys and even bases we have in Africa? They're trying to keep the information of the atrocities and the failure right. in Africa that's perpetrated by cool. both the Obama and the Biden administration under wraps. But it does explain why Hillary Clinton is now part of the Joe Biden re-election campaign. Thank you very much, Walt. Uh, where is that clip about Hillary? It's a very good clip. Where is it, honey, Bunny? What did I do with it? We'll find it. We'll effort to find it later. George in Naperville. Sean, that woman had a heightened sense of what it is to be an American. She was doing the right thing, and the government just wants to leave her as an example. Quite terribly. You stop calling from Craig's phone. And we just got to get the naysayers and the whiners and the snipers, uh, you know, to just go to the back of the room because they're not Whoa. helping at all. Oh, what's wrong with the back of the room, Fetzo? In the meantime, how's your inner thigh rash? I saw you were being interviewed. Nobody ever asked you about the 40 year rash that won't go away. Madam Secretary, uh, it's good to have you on the show. I want to ask you about I want to ask you about an issue we've been talking about here on the show for the past two days, given a, a, a article written by David Ignatius and some comments made by is it Mitt the Rock. scandal or the amount of people that were killed when she was Secretary of State? Is it about Libya? Is it about Africa? What's it about, Mika? By the way, she's a second-generation Democrat scallywag. Her father was another failure working for Jimmy Carter. Still alive. Death takes a holiday. Omni, when he announced that he would not be running again, um, from your experience, which you've had many viewpoints um, of effective presidency and, and building teams as She's a brilliant. first lady, as a huh? member of the Senate, as a secretary of state, as oh. a presidential candidate, you know, putting together a team and an administration doesn't come easily and isn't magic. Um, and it. it it's definitely not an argument that President Biden has had an effective presidency, that he has gotten things done, whether or not people are... It's a 30-second question to put lipstick on the pig. ...agree with his policies. Do you think the questions about his age are legitimate? You're asking an 80-year-old. You're asking another 80-year-old. Dimwit. Whitewater. Did you ask her about Whitewater? Whatever happened, all those people are dead. Well, the question's legitimate, but the conclusion that people draw is, I think, off base. <laughs> you know, the only place that these rat thieves, these Democrat mafia members could ever be elected are these Democrat stronghold sewers. She was elected 
Only once, right? Squirrel, and wasn't it New York City? Conspiracy. Prosecutors say since at least 2021, Ehrlich accepted more than $150,000 worth of bribes from his six co-defendants, including cash to fund his gambling at public and also illegal gambling joints like the 89th Street Cafe in Ozone Park, Queens. It's alleged he also received a custom suit, pricey artwork, and a discounted beachfront property and season tickets to the Mets. Look at you imitating a man. Look at you. That's what I like about these Democrat whores. You could buy them for pennies. What else can you do? I want you to eat a banana, and I want you to drop off a fruit salad. Can you do that for me? Say, what did you just say? He was going to indict all of his political opponents? He, said, he told a rally that he would tell his attorney general to indict his political opponents. I mean, that's that's a... That's, that's a banana republic yeah. without the banana. I mean, is it... Oh, sounds like your house. I heard your husband can make him disappear like Kamala. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. I find failure in virtually every government-run entity on the planet. There's no question about it. It's where political misappropriation is the norm, and the connected to political clout gets promotions. One of the most obvious examples of this is a system where not only does each pupil cost the people $30,000 per pupil, but when 5% of the kids in some areas can read, 3% can do math, that's the only kind of failure a Democrat socialist society could ever tolerate. But the hypocrisy that we see in Chicago is almost rich, beyond rich, 50%, over 50% of CPS teachers send their kids to private schools because the public schools aren't good enough for them. My favorite is this new example. I believe her name is Stacey Davis Gates. She's got three names. I like that. She's very well manicured, seems to be highly paid. And she, unlike so many people who are strapped with the cost of corruption in Chicago, she chooses a little different path for her own. Do you think that your rhetoric at some point went too far when you are making a choice, because perhaps I assume you can afford to do that, that a lot of Chicago parents don't because they can't afford it. And proponents of school choice say the state should have a role in helping those families who can't afford it make the same choice that you did for your family. So a couple of things, Abby. It is. I really don't care what this pseudo-intellectual oligarch has to say about let them eat cake. I'm more interested in the people who put up a fight against this obvious failed corrupt system in the public schools. My next guest is one of those. For over 16 years, she has been an outspoken critic of public schools. She also is a proponent and started her own, what I think is the best option, homeschool. She is Latasha Fields. Hi, Latasha. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about um, what you started. I know the website is chessup.org. Tell me a little bit about the founder, as you are the founder of Chess. Tell me what this is. Yes, so Chess is uh, stands for Christian Home Educator Support System. So it's a homeschool 
co-op organization. And so we support parents that are choosing to homeschool their children. And the co-op is our academic extracurricular side where we families in the city of Chicago get together every week and we just have a blast with our children um, teaching them various subjects and organizing field trips and things of that nature. So that's what chess is. And the second part of chess, what I like to call, we have a two-in-one learning center is where my private school is, where we started our micro school over 16 years ago. So total, my husband and I have been homeschooling for 17 years now. I have so, to tell you a story that, <laughs> that helped, helped me and my perspective on this, and it really changed my perspective on this. As I worked very, you know, I, I, I worked a lot, and I did well, and I sent my kids to private school. I complained, you know, but I was able to keep a hand on private school. I'm very proud of the fact I, I know I got at least two teachers fired. I'm very excited about that because they were not at the competence level. However, years and years ago, I used to call into a radio sh- show. And I was invited by a homeschooling organization that I did not know at the time to go and judge. The way they presented it to me is I was going to judge a debate on the Electoral College. Well, when I got there, it was held in Lockport. These were kids from the age of 9 to 14. And to watch these kids have an understanding and a grasp of the electoral system, of the principles of the nation, I was in awe. And I saw them growing up in a different climate in a different neighborhood. You know, my name was Sean. It was an Italian neighborhood. You can imagine it. It was like I walked around Uh with a sign that said, kick me. But I watched them not be aware of anything other than their knowledge of the subject. And it had come to me. They were far better off because they were nurtured and taught by the people who love them the most. Their parents, Mm -hmm. they weren't teased. They weren't turned over to this Lord of the Flies system where the biggest Mm -hmm. bullies were able to intimidate them. It forever changed my mind, and I have been an advocate for homeschooling. I think it is the only way to save this country. And is that what you're experiencing? Because these kids seem to thrive, not just succeed. Yeah, yeah, thriving is definitely where they flourish. Um, I 100% I agree with your assessment of homeschooling. Um, I, I absolutely have sacrificed my all to teaching my children. And, and it, it is, I'm, I'm one to say without apology, get them out of the public school. I do not have no, no hope, no trust in the public school system. And it, I've been like that for a long time. And so even bringing up the, the situation you experienced with the homeschooling group that you've seen with the electoral college, we're big on civic education. Um, and so I like to call it History 365 because, as most know, and I'm pretty sure your listeners know, you know, when it comes to black history, it has been grossly omitted and negated. And so we like to include it all because I, I really believe, and it's true, that American history is black history. It's inclusive. It's all one thing. And so we, we definitely teach our children a thorough history of civics. We teach them the U.S. Constitution. And um, I don't know if your listeners know, but Devin uh, Jones is, is our civics teacher. Devin does a phenomenal job and making sure our children know how to register to vote and apply uh, those civics principles. And so we just see that the children just enjoy that class, among other things that we teach, like Latin and Spanish and financial literacy. We're big on personal finance because my husband and I both are entrepreneurs, where a lot of the homeschool parents are. And so those are some of the things that we teach that we know is the key in making sure that our children thrive and and, and definitely sharpening those entrepreneurial and vocational trade skills. You know, it's funny, the word minority gets thrown around a lot, but the reality Mm -hmm. is the only true minority is the individual. And only through nurturing Mm -hmm. that individuality can you save anything. That's the principle of Mm -hmm. the nation, regardless of race or anything else. And I'm wondering... Mm -hmm. When you started to homeschool and Mm -hmm. you did your own research, were you shocked 
at even the way in which so many generations and areas are are miseducated and undereducated? Were you shocked as you started to look into the real facts of everything from finance to American history? Were you shocked at it? I was appalled, Sean. Um, And 17 years ago, the things that we're experiencing now, especially since COVID, it didn't seem to be that bad or evil wasn't that aggressive, that prevailing, if you will. But yes, when my husband and I pulled our daughter out of out of public school, because I have four, and my oldest now is 27 this month, and she's a homeschooled to college grad. Um, So we have 16, uh, 14, and seven, two boys and my baby girl, seven. So yes, when we pulled her out, it was a world. Uh, that just blew my mind. It literally did. And and so I, and I have to insert this. We didn't pull our daughter out of public school because of academics. We're originally from Louisiana. We've been in Chicago uh, for 12 years. The Lord sent my husband and I here for ministry. And so God impressed it upon our heart to pull her out. So for us, it was for discipleship. It was for Christian values. It was for a quality education from that perspective. And so pulling her out, I think what, what all parents think, that, that she didn't know the basic things, if you will. But then when I began to research this world of homeschooling, uh, it, it was, it was just so much. And, and that's why I say, you know, 17 years later, uh, I, I tell people all the time, every year I feel like it's new because it's so exciting. We're always excited about what we're going to teach our children this year, what seeds we're going to plant in their life. And yes, they th- they do thrive because the education, Sean, as, as you're saying, and I know many of your listeners, is so unlimited. It's so vast. And you know, that's the beauty. What they can learn. Mm-hmm. And now that you have the answers to everything, mm-hmm. the best authors mm-hmm. in the world at no cost. When mm-hmm. we were kids, I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my 50s. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, you had to go, you had to go to the library, or as it's known in, La- in Melrose Park, the library, and you had to look up the index cards and hope the book was there. Now everything mm-hmm. is accessible. It is the easiest time to be brilliant, mm-hmm. to teach your kids to be brilliant. You have access yes. to everything. And this is something that every adult, every American who's disgusted with the sexualization, the nonsense of these mm. buffoons. You know, I, yes. and, and the other thing, too, I was lucky enough to be taught by common sense guys, brilliant guys. And the one thing they used to tell me when I went to school, you know why, you know why your, your guy's a history teacher? Why? Because he couldn't get a job anywhere else. And I remember being a kid mm. thinking, Boy, that seems about right. This guy's boring the hell out of me. Now they've got this new thing that they didn't have when we were kids. They just stupefy and dope up these kids with drugs. And they don't have to teach them anything. And I'm always wondering how many homeschool kids are on ADHD medication. I'm going to guess zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I don't, and it's funny. Now, now I'm gonna get into the side where we we do. Uh, I like to really call it our evangelistic ministry side, where I do teach other children in my home in the basement. I have a whole school in my basement. I, I do have parents that have shared that with me that the school have labeled their children. They got IEPs, ADD, and all these things. And I promise you, from Louisiana to here, when we get those babies. I encourage parents and I empower parents that we're not going to flow in what the public school system has said, because as a believer, as a pastor, as a minister of Christ, and I'm very, very forward, I lead with my faith. The Bible says this, that the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and those two are contrary one to another. So I tell parents it's very important that we plant our children in the right environment right in the right environment and then we can see our children thrive we can see them flourish and we do not and a lot of those babies that we taught 17 they're gross one of the kids i taught i'm teaching her kid now right and we have an <laughs> online view too yeah so we have seen the result of when they are planted sean as you're saying and we are attesting to that when they are planted in the right environment they thrive 
God, because the way we teach, we teach individually. We teach children based on their God-given ability, based on their uniqueness. When these babies enroll, I give them a diagnostic. And so what is a diagnostic? It's like a prescription. And so we focus on the areas where they may have learning gaps, and we focus on the areas where they're accelerated. So our school is a non-graded school. These kids are in various levels, if you will, of academics. And so when we're out and about, they'll ask my kids what grade they're in. Sometimes they just laugh because they are not in any grade. You know, no. I use my seven-year-old as an example all the time. She's seven, and, and she's reading sixth, seventh, eighth grade. She's even higher than that, but her literal curriculum is sixth grade level. She's seven years old. And we don't use the word smart in our school. We use the word uniqueness purposefully. It's just the way God well, designed them. And then when you don't stipend their education, they can flourish like that. You know what's fascinating? I, it, it happened in, when I was in school. What happened when I was in school is they used to take the kids they couldn't keep up, right? They took, they, they took them and they put them in the other class and they closed the door and that was it. But the kids who could do were incentivized to do. It was in the 80s when that changed. And they strapped the kids that could do. So you disincentivize achievement. And that's really what mm-hmm. government loves to do is disincentivize achievement. The whole grade mm-hmm. system itself is out, is outrageous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And when you go yeah. throughout history, and I know you know this when you do your own mm-hmm. history, and you mm-hmm. see the standout human beings, uh, yeah. uh, and you see that they were never strapped by grades. They just became Mm-mm. brilliant. Leonardo da Vinci, I don't know if he was the sixth grade reading champion, but I know that son of a gun did more than 5,000 people in a lifetime. And that's the kind of thing I think people need to be aware of. Individually, you can reach those heights. The only thing that can ever hold you back is a structure that is built to. And that's how I see the school structure. Yes, it is. It's very oppressive. And, and I'm one, you know, and, and I'm one to say, Sean, hey, we should have never went in, especially when it comes to the black community. We've been fighting for equality, fighting for equity for over 60 years. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just the one to say we should have never went in. In 1954, we should have kept the Booker T. Washington, Jewish Rosenwald School. We should have kept that torch, kept that light burning. But I believe since COVID, that momentum is moving and it's growing. Homeschooling oh. is flourishing all over the country, especially in yeah. the black community. And when we have the situation that we have in Chicago, where you got uh, elected leaders, et cetera, et cetera, where they see the need, they see the brokenness, they see that these children are marginalized, they see that the curriculum is not worth a quarter, they're sexualizing our children, they're indoctrinating our children. Come on, parents, we have to wake up and realize what we're fighting. We're fighting a win or losing battle. I say, get them out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. No, I couldn't agree more with you. You know, and this is the thing. The beauty of failure, when it's this obvious, is that ultimately the good people, not everybody, because not everybody's good. Not everybody wants to be a success. The, the problem with life is it's a participation sport. But the reality is when they want to participate, they will always find a much better solution. They used to refer to mm-hmm. it as a silver lining, but it's the only alternative you have. When you're faced with mm-hmm. failure, you can either embrace the failure or reject it and figure out how to succeed. And that's how I view homeschooling. That's why I love yes what COVID did, Thank because you. it exposed yes. these corrupt, incompetent oh. scallywags for exactly what they are. Failures who were wrapped in a yes. blanket. Now we all see it. And I'll tell you, when I get, I get a lot of guys that want to come on and they go to the school board and they fight the school. What are you kidding me? You are not going to beat an organization that has billions that is set up to cheat your kid and turn them into idiots because idiots are their greatest fans, their greatest supporters. Those are the people who accept failure and want more of it. So I love what you're doing because you can't really quantify how it changes things. So tell the people where to go to support you because I'm assuming this costs money 
and you need some. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we are fundraising. We're working on getting a building, Sean. So they can definitely reach us at chessup.org. That's C-H-E-S-S-U-P.org. So, and we have a raffle going on, too. So we're, we're giving away some awesome computers. And my husband is a barber, so if they're in the Chicagoland area, they want a, bar, a, a haircut. He's over there in the South Shore community. And one of our other homeschool moms, she's a beautician in Berwyn. And so, yes, we're raffling. So please go to our website and help us uh, purchase our own building. But right now, we're in the spirit of Liberty Church in right, Marshall, listen. Illinois. Yeah. Are you? Are you, you? When you buy the building, how are you going to buy it? Yeah. Well, uh, we're. How are you going to hold title? Are you going to hold it as a religious organization? Because that that it handcuffs you in so many ways, but helps you in the worst way. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is what I really do. I'm a real estate guy. You rent in the beginning with an option to buy. Where? What neighborhood are you going to be in? I'm not sure. We got our eyes on a couple buildings right now, so it's no particular area right now. We're just focusing on fundraising. Okay. Um, so that's I got, where we I'll are hook right you up now. with a friend of mine who I don't do anything in okay. Illinois anymore. I let all my stuff go. Okay. I don't want nothing. I won't help. I won't hurt people. I like. But I have a friend okay. of mine who's who's in the land business there, and and mm-hmm. you have to be very careful because mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is anchor yourself to an area that's corrupt. And failing mm-hmm. because the taxes do not are not assessed on the value. You'll ironically be paying the corruption cost for the very schools you're running away from. So that's something mm-hmm. to to watch. So tell the people one more yes. time where they can go to help you. Yes, yes. so chessup.org. That's www.chessup.org. That's C-H-E-S-S-U-P dot org. Latasha, any way I can help you, you keep me posted in the future. I love what I you're will. doing. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. Have a blessing. you. Uh-huh. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. I love this song, Squirrel. How many North Korean rappers are there? You know, this reminds me of my retirement plan. Go to South Korea, open up a gentleman's club. What do you think of that, Squirrel? Come on in. Kara, Orlando, Florida. Sean, this is a PSA. We are not protected at any private school in Florida from woke indoctrination that only applies to public schools. Isn't that funny? Public schools are better than private in Florida. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to be homeschooling, and... um, I think parents need to know, out of almost 200 kids, my kid was the only one that came home that of all the families I spoke to, which is about 30, that told their, their mother about this LGBTQIA book. Is the it a religious school? Was read. No, it's not. Oh. It's not. Well, Carl, listen, it, it, the nice thing is you get them out of homeschool, you try it for a year. You've got other options. Number one, the public school. Think about that. Not many people in many states say that the public school is an option. You know, so I'm a big proponent of homeschool. Who's going to love your kid more and nurture him than you? Nobody. It's going to be me. And it doesn't really cost you as much money as you think. It really doesn't. Because you're going to be able to teach the kid what your stress is about money, and you'll make that kid better with money. I think it's going to be great. Thank you, though, for the public service announcement. I appreciate it, Carl, very much. <laughs> we should have best of luck. And now you know you have an outlet, right? We're going to have uh, Tasha's information up there or Latasha's information yeah. up there, and, and we'll take care of it. So you have many have options. you know. And don't forget, you've got such great infrastructure. You've got Charlie Kirk's hooked up with, uh, with uh, Dennis Prager. You've got PragerU. You, you, you could teach your kid far better 
than some stranger who doesn't care about your kid. He just wants a follower of government supremacy, so he hopes he thinks it's okay, and he could still sell that stuff in Chicago they sell. 30000 a student isn't enough, <laughs> even if they can't read. Thank you, Kara. Thank you. Mitchell, this plane's. Uh, you know, Sean, just yesterday this happened to me. You talk about the public schools. I was in a, um, a northwest suburb, and I had a stop sign, or stop light, a crowded stoplight, and there was a public school bus with high school students in it. And while we were waiting for the light to change, uh, for no reason, these, these idiots, recalcitrant, juvenile delinquents started throwing rulers at my car oh. because I happened to be in the alignment and stones. There's no accountability, Daddy-O. They no. have no, not zero. The worst we did, Mitchell, the worst, you know, I was no saint, and when we were, we would play uh, football, we'd have to take the bus. And the only thing I ever did was the pressed ham on glass. I like to moon the strangers through the glass. That was just me. Thank you very much, Mitchell. Kids are a little more devious now, Squirrel. It's true. Uh, and where are they really more devious? Public schools. And that's why the people who are in charge of the public schools send their kids to private schools. It's nuanced in Chicago. Like I've said, we have been destabilized and defunded in our black communities. When people speak of choice, they are speaking of two different things that are of comparative nature. We'll- oh, come on, Stacey Davis. What's her last name? Gates. She's got three names, like one of those people uh, in the Kennedy investigation. In the meantime, Stacey Davis Gates, it's 30000 per kid. Why can only 5% of them read in the neighborhoods that get the most welfare cheese? Why can 5% of them read and 3% do math? Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, I need you guys to check your cards, check your cards, check your cards because there's a lot of money that's floating around out there that's being unused. Now, I also have some... Unused? You're not using the money? summer ebt updates that's right that 120 dollars. we also have some new tools that are being introduced by the usda so if you want to know what is going on in the lovely world of ebt you already know what to do stay tuned your girls got you covered now if this is your first time that's chalet morgan i'd like to give her all the credit in the world as her station grows by tens of thousands i think she's over six hundred thousand americans now who are being schooled exactly how to manipulate the welfare system and what she's talking about is because of the cost of inflation the cards are getting an extra forty five dollars a week a week you know what to buy squirrel produce hmm it turns out a family of four on ebt is now getting in excess of $1,100 a month. Well, the regular family of four, the working man family of four, he spends about 630 which is nearly $200 more due to the cost of inflation in food. You know what that's called, Squirrel? I think it's called supply chains. And you know where I heard supply chains from the leader of the Fourth Reich? Herr Klaus Schwab. History is truly... At a turning point. Is it you Nazi bastard? What do you got for me? We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. I tell you, I love my tyranny with a German accent. Really. Tyranny and porn. I prefer it in a German accent. However, stupid, stupid, stupid. You know that global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. Supply chains? Supply chains? Didn't we have somebody in charge of supply chains? Who was that guy, Squirrel? What was his name? Yeah, I think it's Pete. 
And I think what you're going to see is a real contrast in priorities between our administration that continues to focus on raising pay and lowering costs for workers. And, and no, 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 no. You got it all wrong. You're lowering pay and you're raising costs, you morphodite. Uh, middle-class families. Uh, and what we're seeing from the other side that is about cutting taxes for corporations and the wealthy. Uh, and no, 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 no. Cutting taxes for everybody. You see, because I'm getting awful sick and tired of your bust-outs getting double what the workers spent. In times of crisis, the role of governments is more important and more relevant than ever. Shut them down. Shut them all down. Uh, look, I am supporting President Biden and Vice President Harris because of what they've gotten accomplished. I'm kind of old fashioned that way. I like to see people, you know, as I said, tackle big problems, bring people together and try to forge solutions. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm kind of happy that we're fixing our bridges and our roads and the rest of our infrastructure. I hope that during the interview, Bill Clinton was getting a massage from one of Al Gore's girlfriends. Really, because he needs his chakra aligned. Can you imagine, Squirrel, listening to this windbag on a daily basis? And I'm thrilled that we are going to compete with China on advanced manufacturing and that we're going to make the transition to clean energy uh, as quickly as we possibly can. Plus, there's only one other person that even is in the race for the most unlikable woman in America. Here's the thing. We were all born knowing that there's nothing we can take for granted. Really, Socrates? Yeah, you were right. Sean and Darian. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. You killed me. You, you. you are so good. It's not even funny. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm 10 out of 13. Irish-Italian Catholic Ooh. family, right? Oh, how many fist and, fights and, on holidays did you see? 30? How about it? Go ahead. <laughs> Seven yeah. girls, six boys. I mean, my mother and father worked their you-know-what off to support us and take care of us. I mean, are you kidding me? The work ethic is gone. The morals are gone. It's pathetic. I mean, it, it, everybody wants an excuse. Get out of bed. Go to freaking work. Get off your Man, phone, you... your internet, and, and, and work. You remind me of my pa. I love the call, Sean. Thank you very much. My pa was the best. You want to do what? If he even thought it sounded like a shortcut squirrel, he'd say, you want to do what? What's wrong with you? You got a bird brain? You want to end up in the joint? Terry North, or uh, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, I, I don't know what your opinion is, but uh, a lot of people are floating around the idea here. Oh, give all these people a work permit. Give them all a work permit. What? How are you going to put a roof over your a roof over your head in 2023 anywhere in the United States with an entry level job at the best? Well, here's the and, thing too: nobody talks on. about who they are. You know, they're coming from Venezuela, they're coming from China. You know how many Chinese communists have come? Now, did they all come because they want the American dream, brother? I'm going to tell you right now: this is the controlled demolition of my country by the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this country's ever had in any elected position, ever. Let me close with this. There's a lot more I know we could talk about. I wish I had a chance to take all your questions, but I'm going to get in real trouble if I do that. From who? Your Chinese communist paymasters? 
I think that's who you're worried about. Yes, it is, you traitorous bastard. Not only that, I think you're losing your frickin' marbles. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40% less than those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. I just saw his brother at Panera. My soup is cold! As his shorts were falling down around his ankles. Tim in Lake County. Hi, Tim. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Hi, great show. Thank you. Um, so uh, you played that clip from the Duchess of Chapington about China and us yeah. having to compete with China in manufacturing. Yep. Where the hell did China <laughs> learn their manufacturing from? And why are we competing? Tim, the best part is if you could ever follow, and you know it'll only be homeschool kids that, that learn this. Once you follow the yeah. destruction of American manufacturing, and you see that it is the result of labor extortion mafias like the UAW, which, by the way, Tim, they just got an offer by General Motors, that pretend American car company, for 20%. They said, nah, we're busy. We don't want that. We want 40%. Anyway, when they start to research the fact that in collusion with the corrupt Democrat mafia and some Republicans, government, labor extortion mafias chased out the country that was built on manufacturing. They chased out the manufacturers. And only entrepreneurs realized they could go to different places and make it more advantageous to import rather than deal with the UAW La Cosa Nostra as these fat asses, only with government help. Once again, we'll get everything they ask for. Thank you, Tim. That's why you should all read the book, I Hear You Paint Houses. And you see that Teamster president, gangster scum, brag about the senator they got in their pocket from Delaware. Who do you think they were talking about? I think I could figure it out. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less than those other countries. Same exact drug. Hey, 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 scumbag. Remember when you and the other idiot bust out, who now is worth a couple hundred million, Barack Obama, passed Obamacare? I thought it was going to be great. You freaking scam artists. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. And now for the people watching on Rumble. I only speak the truth. I had to light my cigar. In the meantime, David and Lansing's got a question. I'm guessing he got it from a show I did where I referred to the Democrat Marxist mafia as Blue Anon. Am I right? Yeah, uh, my question was, what is Blue Anon? And I, I have a, another That's follow-up it. question. Anybody that would vote for this dimwit in diapers, and I'm dead serious, you look at this feeble, corrupt moron. Made by the same exact company. And, and, and then they think they're helping when they bring on the Duchess of Chaffington, the only woman more despised than the current vice president, also known as the office tramp. Bring down drug prices and I could go on and on. So if you vote for this, you're such a cultist. You're not even you're like the Hare Krishnas when I was a kid, except you're missing the tambourine and that nifty hairdo. Aside from that, you're the same cultist moron. But I kind of I left that when I left Chicago. I would see all these tough guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on? And they were all step and fetch. And they voted for all the short in the pants guys who made fun of them on the, during the week. And they, they did exactly what they needed to do. Why? Because they wanted that New York corruption. That's Rather why. than serving the public, he used his roles to benefit himself 
and his friends. In exchange, Ulrich, a former New York City councilman, a former senior advisor to Mayor Eric Adams, and the former Department of Buildings commissioner, allegedly did favors. For the Laveri brothers, Joseph and Anthony expedited inspections for their pizza shop. So now here's the Laveri brothers, right? You got you got your pizza parlor. What are you, some, some half-assed gangster? But when it came time, you stepped and you fetched, tough guy, and you voted for the Democrat mafia. And for what? What were you getting out of it? This is my best, my favorite part. Anthony, part owner of 89th Street Cafe, was also hired as an aide for Ulrich, and it's alleged he falsified documentation that would have disqualified him from working for the city. 50- oh, you, you, you did all that because you wanted a city job. Hey, how you doing? Go sit in the truck. Wait for break time. Why, you morphodite, you small-minded peasant. You sold out every reason your ancestors came here from the corrupt Italy. To do what? To turn it into what they left, you idiot. Four-year-old Michael Mazio was not in the courtroom for health reasons. He'll be arraigned next week. Ulrich allegedly attempted to help him with licensing issues for his towing company and also allegedly got Mazio's daughter a higher-paying job with the Department of Correction. Oh, so you wanted to get your kid a job, huh? I'm so disgusted. This is how I feel about the scum Illinois Republicans that couldn't do anything when they had the office, then go and become lobbyists. You're the scum. You're the traitor to the beliefs that your ancestors and people who love the country subscribe to. And what did you sell out for? A measly fracking job or a license, you bust-outs? Rich is also accused of attempting to influence the city's Department of Planning to secure a zoning change for 51-year-old real estate developer Mark Collar. He allegedly connected 73-year-old Paul Grego, a DOB filing representative, to high-ranking DOB employees to expedite client applications. All Italians, what a disgrace to your heritage and mine. You're supposed to be tough guys, and you sold out to the, La Causa, the, to, to the short in the pants La Causa Nostra? You sold out. For what? I need a zoning change. Get a freaking lawyer. And go through it the right way. My daughter needs a job. Teach her how to read, you morons. Really, it's disgusting. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so My next guest is extremely interesting. Truly somebody to be. We could talk about so many things, and I can't wait to talk to him. Now, I've had him on before. However, I don't think we had enough time to talk specifically just about his book, Case Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Cause Unknown, excuse me. Uh, He's a founding partner of Finance Technologies. His name is Edward Dowd. Ed, how are you? I'm great today, Sean. Thanks for having me on again. So it turns out, if I have this about right, uh, you live in Hawaii, correct? Correct. You are living in the dystopian future you once feared, are you not? Uh, it looks like they're trying to go for it, but the local Hawaiians, I don't think, are going to have any, want any part of it. So, I mean, it's hard not to talk about Hawaii. How, how close are you to the, to, to the mayhem? I live on Maui, so pretty close. And, um, you know, the reason I, I asked for you to come on again, I saw you in a YouTube video. 
And I'd like to, you know, I, I want to talk about the book, and I want to give you credit to sell books. I do, and I love the book, and I love everything about it. But tell me a little bit about just what you've experienced, because the idea that this story is now getting shelved, I have a problem with. There's some scandal going on. There's mayhem. There looks like political corruption. I mean, if I didn't, th- if I didn't know better, I'd think this was a suburb of Chicago. <laughs> you wouldn't be too far off. Yes. Um, I used to. I lived in Chicago in the early '90s, so I'm, I'm familiar with Chicago politics. Oh, wow. The uh, the the bottom line is there's a lot of speculation as to w- what happened, whether it was a plan or not. Let's not go there. Let's just talk about what happened. There was a there were verified hurricane-like winds that were blowing. Uh, fires started, but what happened after that was is really the scandal. Uh, there was no water for the fire hydrants apparently. There's issues with uh, uh, Department of Land and Natural Resources and water rights. There'll be a water rights story that comes out of this. Uh, the power lines uh, went down. They should have been shut off. Uh, the alarm system was purposefully not uh, put on. We have a wonderful alarm system here. The man who uh, made that decision stood by it and then resigned due to health reasons. The mayor, <laughs> the, the, the mayor here can't seem to come up with a number of missing children and or missing people. So uh, that is still a mystery. Uh, the, the number, I think, is going to be well over 1,000 uh, yes. likely dead. And a lot of them are going to be children because the schools were canceled in the morning because of the winds. And unfortunately, a lot of these parents, uh, dual-income families, they were gone. And uh, the, that, that has occurred. So this oh. is a scandal of epic proportions. And the governor gleefully, uh, the day of, talked about taking the land. He backpedaled from that a little bit. And now he, he's been caught on tape uh, trying to mention a 15-minute city, but catching himself before he uttered the full sentence. So, you know, the scandal going forward is going to be a land grab. Uh, this is, you know, this has happened throughout uh, disasters uh, in the aftermath of disasters. His book's been written on the subject called Disaster Capitalism, where the government and private entities work together to enrich themselves. And I, that's going to happen here unless the Hawaiian people stop it. Well, what I love about having you on is that you look at things through the eye first of, of somebody who likes honest capitalism, and then you realize the bastardization in, that has happened in capitalism, and that's your experience, I, I'm sure. I'm speaking for you, and I probably shouldn't, but I'm sure you've witnessed that on Wall Street and with massive funds. And I'm wondering, who do you think will come in first to buy all that land? Uh, it's going to be uh, rich developers, uh, and they're going to try to curry favor with the politicians so they can work in and you know you know bribes, kickbacks. There's always something sure. going on in the oh, background that we don't know. Chicago, there's always Chicago going on. But in the meantime, <laughs> uh, there was also a story. Was it true? I have the clips of the. It looked like the police had blocked off exits. Yeah, so they were given they were given orders to do that. So unfortunately, the the guys. <laughs> were doing that uh uh were were you know forced to do it but there yeah. was there's there some question as to exit routes and Are down you... power lines so it, it definitely needs an investigation but there were people yeah. who were literally unable to escape and had to flee into the uh into the ocean. I was, so you, I was, are you kidding me? Then the fence, they go, and then I saw the same guy. Well, we were given orders. Well, so was the guard at Auschwitz. What are you kidding me? You don't let the people get out? It's ridiculous uh, th- what, what you had. To, I mean, I know you, you weren't in the hub of it, but I mean, it has to be unbelievable to watch the mayhem. Yeah, and the, and, and in the stories from the first responders, some of the firefighters, they did, they did their, uh, a number of them 
were injured and uh, they had issues, and they, they were trapped in the fire themselves. When you're a firefighter and you don't have access to water, that's a big problem. Yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> yes, and, and, you know, I'm wondering, when you wrote your book and you were doing all of the research for Case Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2020, or cause, I'm sorry, cause unknown, um, when you were doing the research for that, did you start to then start to develop a mindset of, boy, oh, boy, this looks to be like a plan that was drawn up and then carried out? And I'm wondering, is that going to be how you look at things for the rest of your life? Well, you know, look, uh, I've, saw, I've seen capitalism perverted over my years on Wall Street. There used to be free markets. The, the capital markets are uh, run by central banks now, uh, unfortunately. And that's been ever since the great financial crisis. We've had a perversion of, of the real cost of money. And it's kind of corrupted everything at this point. And, and do I think there was a plan? You know, I wasn't in the room, but it certainly is looking as we move forward more and more like there's evidence that there was some sort of coordinated effort to cover up a global economic collapse with COVID as your uh, boogeyman. And COVID gave the central banks and politicians excuses to print even more debt and more money to bail us out of what was already a, a, a big debt bubble blowing that was on the verge of collapse in, at the end of 2019. And then you know, out of nowhere, out of, out of the skies, mana from heaven for central bankers, COVID came and gave them what they needed, an excuse to print, to prop up the system. So this is where we are. We're at, we're at the end of a, a central banking system that's kind of had its life. And uh, that's that's why all the mayhem's going around. They, they can't have the fingers pointed at them or the politicians that have spent all of our futures. So there's going to be change coming. The question is whether we control it or we let these folks who want to, you know, Usher the Klaus Schwabs of the world. Yeah, I don't. Well, if I, you know, as I as I prefer my 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 government tyranny, I do I do enjoy a, a German accent with it. Um, in in the book <laughs> in the in the book Cause Unknown, I mean, you pretty much knew how 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 much of your research did you figure out that this this did not go from a bat to a dolphin to a giraffe and to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, look, uh, er, in early days. Right in January of 2020, Zero Hedge, which is a kind of an alternative finance website, um, discovered that a, a university in India had looked at this thing and found that there were you know, cleavage sites of insertions of HIV virus, and this thing was manufactured in a lab. That was shut down. They were booted off Twitter, and anybody who deemed that this thing was made in a lab was considered a crazy conspiracy theorist. So I I knew something was kooky and wacky when they went after Zero Hedge. And then the, the university that this paper came out of, the, the papers suddenly mysteriously disappeared. And then it, it, another strange event happened. In uh, April 5th of 2020, a mere few weeks after the lockdowns that Trump announced, uh, a, a Federal Reserve president gets on Face the Nation and He's asked, how are we going to reopen the economy with so much fear and dread? And he said, oh, good news. We have new surveillance technologies and we can issue immunity badges. And I said to myself, okay, why is this a Federal Reserve president in St. Louis speaking on my health care? What's this wacky idea of badges? Sounds like, you know, yellow gold stars used to give out to the yes. Jews. So I, yes, my, 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 uh, that clip is, uh, I, I've shown that clip in some of my presentations. 
my my uh, my my radar uh, went on full alert when I saw that. So I was suspicious of everything that was put, put put before me. So when the vaccine came out, I was suspicious before it was injected in anyone's arm. And then unfortunately, uh, the evidence is suggesting uh, that ma- massive safety signals should have, that have been ignored are causing death and disabilities and injuries across the globe. And now they're seeing information is just released that the people who are now, right now, hospitalized because of COVID, the vast majority of them are because they are, in fact, vaccinated. Do you think the American people, I see there's a big push in Europe. In fact, there's already settlements by Big Pharma. There's already uh, the government of Great Britain that is bringing on Pfizer executives, Moderna executives and the rest. Why do you think the people of America, ironically, the people who are supposed to be built on freedom, why do you think they're so willing to be lied to and they're so non-curious, uncurious about what exactly is still going on with the vaccine? As right now in Chicago, there's a push in these Democrat strongholds to double down and get your six-month-old vaccinated. Yeah, what happened, unfortunately, is this this predated... Uh, COVID. There's a lot of division in this country, a lot of different uh, viewpoints of how we should live. And there's increasingly a large number of us in this country that uh, think that the government's a good thing and they want the government to be their mommy and daddy. And if you uh, go against the government's narrative, you're not on their team. And unfortunately, uh, many of these people are starting to realize that maybe they made a mistake, but they can't admit it to themselves. Uh, and they're having a lot of cognitive dissonance. But eventually, I do, I do think we're going to break through. I do, too. I really do. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I know I am. And, and, and I think the people that make decisions based in logic and reason and want to succeed will. And I think there's millions of us. There's no question. But I don't think it's the majority. And I'm wondering, when Donald Trump came in, I argued vastly with a lot of his policies, mainly because he spent 80 years of his life as a Democrat. He bribed the notable nine-fingered uh, uh, Mafia Don Rahm Emanuel. He hired Ed Burke, another alderman scandal. You know, he played along with it. At, I think Chuck Schumer, he's given him $2.5 million in contributions. And I thought, well, this could go one of two ways. One way is he knows where all, how it works, and he's going to break it apart because he's irritated. And that will be great. And he started to implement policies I really loved. And I thought for three years, this guy surpassed my expectations. But what I saw in that last year, I was wondering to myself, is he just the perfect stalking horse, straw horse or stalking horse? Is he the perfect guy to gain the trust of the people who want to push back against the government mafia and then implement the same thing to benefit them? And it's, you know, I see him now being attacked and all the people that work for him from the corrupt judicial system in these Democrat stronghold areas. And it's outrageous. And of course, I'm willing to you know, get behind them a thousand percent. But I still have some questions about that last year. Do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, look, you, we're able to hold two uh, disparate thoughts in our head at the same time. You can you you can look at what's going on at Trump now and say that's outrageous, and you can defend and support him because if, if this happens to him, we don't have a country or a republic. There's no rule of law. But you can also say, say and question what happened in uh, 2020 when he was uh, at the helm. And a lot of the policies I disagreed with. And uh, unfortunately, hired the wrong people and listened to the wrong people. Yes. I mean, the buck stops with him. And he, uh, he, he implemented Operation Warp Speed, which I knew was going to be a disaster because anything done that quickly usually is. So he's got 
He's got some. He's got some things to answer for, and so far his answers aren't coming out as good as uh, I think people had hoped. I think if he misses this opportunity, it'll be an answer to the question I had: Was he the stalking horse? And if he if he addresses him, I think it could be the exact thing we need. If he comes back and he destroys the system that tried to destroy him, I just don't know how long it's going to be before he starts to talk back because. I'm, I, I also think he can be sidelined. When you look at the power that these judges have, and you look at the judge specifically in Washington, D.C., who traces back to business interests with Hunter Biden, it's, it to me seems like the mafia is strong in their position and they're not really worried. I agree. And, you know, to what you just said about ties to Hunter Biden, we're, we're living in a country uh, that people need to understand is no longer what you thought it was. It's so corrupt at this point. Every institution has been filled with people in the bureaucracy for years and years and years, you know, currying favor. They, this is to them. It's, this is how they, how they operate. They don't realize that uh, government's gotten so big that it's engulfing everything. And the corruption is so massive. We have a, a war in the Ukraine where literally they can't, uh, they run out of bullets to fund for the soldiers, but yet we give them almost a trillion dollars. Where's that money going? It's going back into the coffers of, uh, the people who are responsible for doling out the money, unfortunately. Now, you live among, like many Chicagoans, you live among a lot of Democrats. For one reason or another, they're either used to the political corruption or they get their sustenance from it. After the atrocity they've lived through, do you think that the vast majority of people who live on Maui will continue to support the Democrat Party and the, the National Democrat Party writ large? No, I don't think Maui will uh, at all. There's, before this all happened, there was a separatist movement uh, of local Hawaiians who wanted to, you know, basically break away from the U.S. saying that the land was stolen. That movement, will they didn't really get a lot of traction, but given how the government treated the local Hawaiians, I think that movement's going to gain traction, and there's going to be a lot more resistance to the Democratic Party writ large, for sure. And uh, a lot of people are uh, uttering the words Trump and or JFK at the moment. Yeah, I think this is the silver lining. I really do. I think if anything can break apart the duopoly of corruption, this two-party system that has us exactly where they want us, it's going to be the current events that we're living through, unfortunate though they may be. In the meantime, I love the idea of you standing up for it. I love the book, Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. He is Edward Dowd. Thank you for making time for me, my friend. I appreciate you. Have a great uh, weekend, my friend. Take care. You too. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, my house, you couldn't hear a sound. It was on Thursday night. I think my mother might have had a thing for Tom Selleck back then, but who didn't? In the meantime, I wanted to be Magnum P.I. When you realize what they got away with, these, it's, assembly, it's only something could happen in Democrat areas, really. And 53-year-old former Department of Correction officer Victor Truda allegedly gave Ulrich money in exchange for city jobs for his family. Outside of court, as the defendants were uncuffed and on their way home. Mr. Ulrich unequivocally denies these charges. My attorney does the talking for me, sorry. Five. My attorney does the talking. I was out of town. The money doesn't have my name on it. No prints on me. Rich, Indian Head Park.
Hey, Sean, another great show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what I you sound to like say the guy I was just making fun of. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what I want, wanted to say is the uh, inflation rates are uh, steadily going up. Does that mean they're going to raise the interest rates again very that's, soon? That's, that's Bidenomics. Listen, Rich, the idea that these... Yeah. These insiders, these people like, 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 like Granholm, they all, they're all making millions, man. They don't pay taxes. Yeah. They got the system rigged, right? They come out and they announce a year ago, a year ago. Listen, we're gonna, we're gonna bankrupt the nation in order to slow down the ability of the citizens to buy things, and that'll drive down the cost. That's what the Federal Reserve said in different verbiage, and all of the pundits. And all of the political whores in both parties said, okay. And they didn't care that it would drive more than 50% of the country into poverty. And that's, I just gave you a summation of what the Federal Reserve System is. And in the meantime, when they print up money, it doesn't go to you. It goes to the state and the county and the government employees. That's why when you hear the stories of the 177 Illinois scumbags, that stole the money. Most of those loans were subsequently forgiven. But they knew it. Just like the, the 58 in the court system and the 25 CPS teachers. They know how to game the system, which is why the, the, the people starving is the best asset they have. Because when people are desperate, they'll partake in the corruption rather than demand it be torn down. See, that's Bidenomics. And I also gave you exactly the platform of Bidenomics. And look at all the whores who are in on it. And we just got to get the naysayers and the whiners and the snipers, uh, you know, to just go to the back of the room because I can't. All of your husband's whores are in the back of the room. They took up all the chairs and we all understand why. It's the only thing he ever did that made sense to me. Dave in Naperville. Great guest you just had. I love your show all the time. Thank you, I do not want Trump again. I don't trust him at all. I don't know why we're going for a 77 year old. I, I just, I just can't get over why. Why cannot the Republican Party move on to somebody else? Well, the Republican Party needs to be torn asunder. So to look to these guys, who have created this lobbyist system of of pay to play and legitimized a legal bribery path, guys like Kevin McCarthy who say right out, we're never going to shut the government down, with no understanding of why Ronald Reagan shut it down eight times. If you think they're going to give you the answer, they're not. And I understand your trepidation of Trump. I truly do. And I support it to a certain extent. But the other thing you have to remember is, this time if he gets in, if he starts now, Dave, to talk about how he should have ripped it all apart, now you have to support him. The real question is, he's got about a year to to really win guys like me and you over. And I think he can do it if he can stay out of jail. The other thing is, you have to support him because what he is is the is the the example of the kind of government corruption that is democrat controlled counties so that for that reason alone we have to give him the support for now but uh, well, listen we got 400 days brother that's a long time you know that so there's a lot that can change but right now he's a lot better than any of these other low life roaches like chris christie it's a lot better than mike pence can you imagine you imagine you think you don't want trump what do you think mike pence would do Aside from enrich the exact same whores who are getting rich now. I appreciate the call, Dave, very much. Thank you. Thanks. 312-642-5600. When I get back, we'll lead off with one of these notable, dependable Democrat stooges. Wait, what's the date today? 
Ooh, he gets his check tomorrow. Cream Puff Jim will be in tall cotton when we get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. is also needed is a summit like this one to go beyond crisis management and to look into constructive ways we can build our common future right here nazi i got no common future with your bald ass tony riverside riverside hi sean so your last caller i have a couple things i want to say first of all i I know you say it all the time ronald reagan was once a democrat also Yes. The reason we have to back Trump up is, A, they, he doesn't need their money, so they can't con him. And a lot of these men, well, neither, I think... Neither does Perry Johnson, who I had on yesterday. Okay. And another thing is, I, I kind of think, and excuse me for being blunt, but a lot of men that are intimidated or not sure of Trump is because they're not cocksure in their own masculinity, is my opinion. And to well, me, that's pathetic. Well, I, I, I think that... that could be something. It could be true. Listen, I had the yeah. pleasure. I had the pleasure of. I, first of all, I've always been a fan. I've always also been questioning why he's bribing Democrats. Never made sense to me, Tom. Never. I, I you got it. all the money in the world, Mo. He's got seventeen thousand rentals every month. You can't count the checks. That's what the old man put together. Seventeen thousand rentals. Right. He took that. He could have sat on his ass, went out and bought a boat and had a million girls, but he didn't. He took that and he made some moves. He paid top dollar for stuff, but he made it work. And he was a character. I bought his first book. I remember when he went into the tie business. I, I did it all. Right? But I never, it was always unsettling. You got all this money. You can't tell these rat Democrats that you could buy for 50000 You bought that nine-fingered Yakuza wannabe, Rahm Emanuel, for 50 dimes. You can't tell him, right here. Right here. I get it, but there's a lot of Pound things sand. I do in my and now, now, wait a minute. Now you're going to hire Ed Burke? I'm going to hire. Everybody knew. What Ed Burke was, everybody knew what Mike Manning was. I'm going to pay into that crime? No. You know, so that's my question with him. And believe me, I could tell you, what was the, what was the phrase you thought that they weren't? That these men aren't cocksure of their own masculinity. I am. I really am. No, you are. That's I'm mad I even out. have to wear pants. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm disgusted with the idea that I, I also was swindled a little bit. And that last year, you said it was okay to shut off the 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 the, the private yeah account. i know and i keep right. talking he's got to come out he's got to come clean with that all he right does. well Bye. so that's the thing so let's give the guy a break because he might be he might be genuine and he might say the thing we all want to say first of all i only wish he was 57 instead of 77 Me too. I, I think he's Me different too. at 77 and listen he's clearly different but you know this is something that unfortunately we're getting awfully used to these old bags but as I got to tell you something, too, Sean. Takes a holiday. I tell you now, yeah. the new 60, the 60 is now the new 40. I hope so. so. That's why I work well, that's out. That's what I I'm saying. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it. Cream Puff, Jim. Yeah, hi, Sean. How are you? Wonderful. Jim the, be- be- Jim the Beachcomber is a little disappointing with these charges against the Hunter. He said there's got to be more to this than there is. Who, Jim All I can Comey? say is. 
Oh, did you have the Gomer, Jimmy Gomer, the guy with the, the guy who sings "Can I Get a Listen, Witness"? I could get these he's charges singing, thrown out of been, court. Wait, wait, wait! Gomer's been singing "Can I Get a, yeah, Anybody Get Those Thrown Out of Court?" Yeah. You, 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 don't need, you, you don't need Clarence Darrow to say. All you got to do is say I was so stoned I couldn't even read the. I no, couldn't even read, read the plain print. See, do you, you know, know the story? Do you know the story? I mean, well, he was stoned when he brought a gun. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with anything. First of all, he had the gun legally. The whole problem came when the sister-in-law, who he was banging the cracks. Well, no, wait a minute. He's stomach. being charged today. No, 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 no. He's not being charged with that. No, he's being charged it, with lying on a form. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, you got another story? You got no, another angle to this? No, what? I got the real story. The real story. Oh, no, you, 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 you can never hang him up. On the fact of how he filled out the application, because it's irrelevant. He may not have been high at the time. He may have been in rehab at the time. He may have been dry. So there is no way to prove that he lied at the time of acquisition. The problem came in when his sister-in-law, who he was banging, got mad at him because he was doing crack with hookers and threw his gun in a garbage can near a school. That's the problem. So if anybody's guilty of a crime, it's the sister-in-law. But they have to keep a lid on that because the sister-in-law was also a recipient of the communist money that bribed and owns the now sitting president, thanks to Democrat morons such as yourself, who sit by as these wannabe half-assed, butter-handed gangsters ruin everything from Chicago, which, by the way, congratulations on your pension check tomorrow. New York, New Jersey, anywhere they touch, turn into a ghetto because of guys like you. And you step and you fetch. But you were cheap. What's the pension coming in? Hello? Hello? Oh, you took the easy way out, huh? All right. George and Wheaton. Yeah, Sean. You know, great show. Love your guests. I just got one thing. Can you find an interpreter for Cream Puff Jim? You're lucky. Lucky for you, babe. I speak... Democrat mafia mumbo jumbo. You got me. I could translate all of it and I could spot the scam. Thank you, George and Wheaton. Stay strong. John and Elmhurst. Hey, uh, Sean. You know, I, I got one thing to say about, about Trump with, you know, paying off all these Democrats. I think that's one of the things that makes him angry is that he had to do that. I, I, I think he. Why didn't you know, he blow he the lid out of it? The first, you know, he could have, brother. Listen, if anybody could have said, you know what? I don't care what any of these experts say. I'm not ever going to shut down the private economy. I am never going to create debt to imitate the velocity of money in a private economy. I'm not going to do it. I'm Donald fracking Trump. I wrote the book well, on you capitalism. Know, but you know what? But, but Sean, Sean, you know what? It's the way it is. I mean, I mean, you, 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 you can't get it done. I mean, he, he, of course, he made a lot don't of money. ever let me I'll, tell you I'll, something, I'll, babe. The first thing in his book, did you read any of his books? There's no such word as can't ever. You can always get it done. And if you're not willing to say to them, my answer to you is this, nothing. As for the gaming license, Senator, you'll pay for it. But that's when senators, you could bribe them for sleeping with women. Now they've normalized sleeping with kids. Phil in Merrillville. Hey, Sean. Uh, yeah, that one, that one caller got me all aggravated about, you know, why can't we vote for someone besides Trump? Um they don't realize that we're not voting for Trump. We're voting for his policies, low taxes, low regulation, uh, more energy, you know, uh, lower gas prices. And that guy, Trump, was beat to a bloody pulp for four years based on lies. 100 no, percent lies, Phil, collusion. Absolutely true. You're 100 percent true. And listen, and, and I, 
Do you know, and Phil, you should know this about me. You know I didn't support him in 16. I went on my ballot. Of course, I voted Elmwood Park, who gives it back then. Now I moved. I'm Now my vote matters. I wrote on the ballot, not good enough. And the reason I did, Phil, is that I have extensive knowledge into the corruption and collusion and the fact that Hill, uh, Hillary and Bill sat at his family's table at his wedding. I was disgusted by his, his coordination and collusion with the, the mafia Democrats at that point. He won me over after he implemented some of the policies. I still disagreed with some, but I, I, I could look at the policies. But, Phil, that's not people in general. People want to have this thing where John Wayne's going to save us. Listen. If that was true, he would have done better and he would have stood up in the last year. But that being said, I'll support him. If he's the nominee, I'll absolutely support him. But I'm going to tell him every day, you better tear it down. You better tear down this acceptance and culture of corruption. And now you know where everything is. So you better do it. I'm not going to go back with the, oh, he's the best in this next. No, no. You better do something different. You agree with that? They're, they're, they're talking about, uh, you know, why can't we get someone younger I really honestly think that the Republicans who voted against Trump, they're trying to use that as an excuse because they're ashamed they voted for Biden and they're looking for any type well, that's of excuse. Interesting. And, that's interesting. That's and interesting. But I, I they're hey, listen, shameful. That, that's the reason. Let me ask I mean, you this, Phil. The problem with loving some person, which you can listen, I, I've met him. He, I shook his hand. He, oh, a, a wonderful guy. You could know immediately a wonderful guy. But we all die. Right? I'm, I'm, I could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. He's 77. You, you, the odds are a little greater in your favor. That's why we can't be in love with a man, but an idea. And it's amazing to me. He can, You know, listen, it's amazing to me what he's put up with. Can you imagine the stress he's really under when the makeup's off and the rest of it? What's that do to his body? And if he was dumb enough to believe that warp speed stuff, that means he's vaccinated. So we better have a plan B. No, I agree. But we better have a plan B. Thank you, Phil. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. I can't believe how fast this fracking show is. I, I, I want another hour. Although, I'm lucky I got the three. We keep getting calls and, and letters from the Republicans. Shut your mouth, sexually frustrated dweebs. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, love you, dittos. Thank you, I think you uh, encapsulated it well when you said the marble mouth there that uh, Hunter Biden was nailing his uh, dead brother's sister. The one he loved so much. responded, well, that's not a crime. I love my brother so much, I must defile his wife. I have to. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, uh, I'm cleaning house right now. I have a Vera Wang wedding dress on that I got at Goodwill because boys, girls can clean houses faster than boys. Did Cream Puff Bill hang <laughs> up on you because he was like driving on a back road out of Belvedere? No, it what turns out that there? Squirrel pods him down cause, so no one can yell over me, and you know, especially because nobody can understand him. And it, I, I, I don't know if I hung up on him or he hung up on him, but he got hung up on. So thank you very much, Chuck and Dullivan. Frank in Arlington Heights. Hey, good evening, Sean. You know, Trump, he really, we can't have him as a nominee. He goes and puts that picture of Andrew Jackson up like he's some sort of Andrew Jackson in terms of dealing with the corruption. There was so much corruption. Andrew Jackson was a, was a land front-running 
hardcore, man. Oof. Well, maybe he was, but I'll tell you this. He was an orphan when he grew up, and he knew how to break up the corruption in the system. He knew how to play the people Yeah, off. but did you ever see Remember, what he, he did with the land purchases? You know, he's one of oh, the richest yeah, no. he's one of the richest guys in, around. He was a cartoon he character. Didn't he get a couple duels? He, he was big on fist fighting. He liked to go out in the parking lot and fight a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, no, he had that fight with uh, yeah. oh, Senator Benton, I think it was, and, and yeah. he had the, later on he had a, a, a musket ball in his, in his uh, yeah. chest, I think, for a long, long time. He's a tough but son he knew, of a gun. He knew how to win politically. That's what I'm saying. Trump does not know how to win politically. And you know who feared him? Elizabeth Warren's ancestors. Oh, the Indians hated him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, were you, you know, going to tell me you know, what else were you going to tell me? Well, I remember reading this book by Pat Robertson a long time ago, and when he was talking to Jimmy Carter after Jimmy Carter had won in 1976, and I, I didn't necessarily believe all this at the time, but he was saying that that Jimmy Carter told him he didn't have any control over his cabinet, especially like his State yeah. Department, some of the people he was going to put in, and. You know, you start to wonder, you know, oh, how, much yeah, these sure. guys, how much control well, they I wish he'd you know, tell the truth now. I mean, the guy's been dying, still alive, been dying for like 12 months. Why not let it all out now? Thank you very much, Frank in Arlington Heights. The bureaucracy runs the show. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean. Uh, a couple callers ago, you had said about, uh, you know, not loving the man, concerning Trump, but loving the idea. I just got to say, Sean, I said before I'll say it again, I really love you, man. I really, really do. (laughs) I love you too, baby. Thank you. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.